This story goes back a few years. I don't recall the exact year, but it was probably between 2010 and 2011. I would have been around 20 because I was living with my parents, but attending night classes. It's not really important, but it does help to explain that I wasn't a kid at the time, and, well, I should have known better. Anyways, like a lot of people that have an understanding of surface web versus deep web, I was dumb and curious. There was this one guy in one of my classes that was obviously a basement dweller. I'm not trying to be rude, he just looked the part. I'm not going to describe him, you know the stereotype, but let's just call him Jason. Jason was a bit antisocial, but he and I were decent friends due to our mutual interest in technology. I remember there was one night that class let out early. He and I went out to the lounge on campus and were talking about random tech stuff. He brought up the dark web, and at the time I wasn't really knowledgeable on what exactly it was. His explanation was pretty straightforward. It was a collection of sites and pages that were essentially hidden from the everyday user. And because of this, it was rife with illegal activity. At first, his explanation was enough to make me lose interest, but then he started showing me the pages that he used. He said the main one was basically a bulletin board like 4chan, but on steroids. He warned me that some of it was questionable, but there were sections where people would talk about philosophy, new technology, politics, and conspiracy theories. Now, I'm a bit of a conspiracy nut. Not in that I believe in them, but I love to read them. And I love to pick apart what these people think. Obviously, some of them are completely insane, but there are some theories that are interesting and really do get you thinking. When Jason told me about this conspiracy board, it caught my attention. I told him that I wanted to get in on it, and he gave me a look that basically said, I don't think you should be doing this. I told him that I understood the risk, and that I would take any precautions that he suggested. I guess this was enough to convince him, and he gave me a list of things to do when I got home in order to get on the site. He then gave me the onion link to the page, and that was that. I went home, got on my desktop downstairs, and set up everything that he had said to set up. From there, I got on the bulletin and spent the entire night reading various conspiracy theories and paranormal explanations. Honestly, this was the highlight of my year. These were some of the craziest theories that I have ever read. After a few days, I started feeling a bit more comfortable and started commenting on posts. For the most part, I would prod for more information and people were shockingly respectful. I was genuinely surprised how straightforward the posts were. The people seemed almost decent, and most of them were fairly dismissive to the less than desirable theories out there, ones that ended up being against certain races or religions. To be completely honest, this page felt more like a surface webpage. They were mostly respectful and open to discussion. The only reason I could think that this was a deep web site would be that they wanted a place to call their own and not get a ton of traffic. Then, it all went south. Fast. There was one post where the theorist started in on something interesting, but then immediately turned the entire theory into a pile of racist drivel. 
There weren't any comments on the post yet, so I decided to comment and be a bit of an ass to this guy. Maybe the anonymity had gotten to me, but I posted something like, Get your racist BS off the board, your kind isn't welcome here. It was a basic comment, but I was satisfied that others would back me up and this guy would get the hint and go away. After a few minutes, I went back to the post to see if there were any responses. No surprise, there was. I opened the thread, and there was only one comment from the original poster, and it said the following, F off, David. I was a bit shocked. My name is, in fact, David, but I had no idea how he could have known that. I started thinking back to whether or not I had maybe posted my name in another thread, if he'd somehow linked me to that post. I'd followed all of Jason's recommendations and covered my tracks in every way he had recommended. I decided to feign ignorance. I commented with, My name's not David. Nice try, though, douchebag. I think that was where I had made my biggest mistake. I shouldn't have challenged him. I should have ignored him and moved on. He replied within a few moments, Oh, really? You're not David, last name, living with Carol and Larry, last name, that 1706 street name in Asheville, Virginia, attending college name and working part-time at my place of work? I was completely in awe. This person had completely gathered all of my personal information within a matter of a few minutes, and it was completely accurate. I was honestly sweating at the prospect of this dark web rando knowing exactly who I was and where I was. I decided I would comment one more time and just concede this conversation. I wrote, you win, I'll shut up, or something like that. There may have been more panic and begging in that comment. I went back after a few moments and noticed that his original comment was gone, and in its place was the following. Overwritten by Mod to David, I'll remove your information this time as a courtesy, but it's best to keep your mouth shut from now on. Also, get a better VPN. Your current one is leaking your IP information. Apparently, the VPN that Jason told me to use had a data leak of some sort, one that he wasn't aware of and one that gave away my actual location and registration information. I told Jason about what happened and he laughed at me. He told me it was basically my fault because I didn't do an IP check while connected to see if my information was hidden. He was right. That was part of his checklist. So that's my dark web story, and it's my only dark web story mostly because I never went back. Hey everyone. I wanted to post this story up in hopes of explaining some of the horrors you can actually find on the dark web. Honestly, most of the things you find on the dark web aren't actually the horror movie cliche laden websites that everyone seems to think they are. Most of the dark web is questionable or illegal adult content. People trying to buy medications illegally, things like that. If you're wanting something like what you see in the movies, you have to actually know where to look, as in have the onion link. I'm not saying that those things don't exist, they just aren't easily or readily available. A lot of people tend to think that there's 
some sort of dark version of Google where you can search for crazy stuff and be given a handful of results within a few moments. That's really not how it works. Anyways, that out of the way, I wanted to talk about a dark web experience that was honestly horrifying for my friends and I. This was several years ago. I think we were 16 or 17 at the time, and we thought we were super hackers. I know it sounds stupid, but the three of us were all about the nerdy crap, Python, networking, and again, quote-unquote hacking. I'll spare myself the embarrassment of explaining all that, just know that we knew our way around a computer. Naturally, the three of us gravitated towards places like Reddit and then 4chan and such. I don't remember where we heard about the dark web, probably from a friend, the news, or on one of those aforementioned websites. But when we learned about the difference between surface web and dark web, our curiosity was piqued. We started looking into what it was, what was out there, and what we could do. Of course, we were enchanted with the hacker haven that it was glorified to be, and we thought we would get on there, look at some of the questionable sites, and be the coolest kids in high school because we had accessed content that other people didn't know existed. So, we did what we had to do. We loaded up Tor got information on some onion links, and got ready to have our minds blown. Of course, it ended up not being as interesting as we thought it was going to be. The sites were plain, bland. We saw a couple sites selling pills and others that we didn't even bother scrolling through because of the front page. There were also a few adult-oriented webcam sites that, honestly, we weren't even interested in. I think all of us were getting a bit disappointed in what we were finding, though I don't know what we were expecting to find, really. I think we just kind of started clicking through and going anywhere and everywhere we could get into. Looking back, that was a really stupid idea. After clicking around for a while, we ended up on a page that looked a little flashier than the others. I can't remember the name of the page, but I think it was something along the lines of Your Choice, or something like that. As we started on the home screen, the whole page looked like it was a site for a butcher shop. There were a number of pictures of meat slices and cuts all over the front of it. It explained the quality and what seasoning to use with each piece. It even went as far as telling you how to determine whether or not your cut of meat was choice, high quality, or basically lower end. Unfortunately, I think you can all see where this is going. We ended up on a page with a list of cuts, and each of them had a diagram of a person next to it. The part where the meat came from was highlighted. Some of what was on that page was horrendously graphic, so I won't explain it in the story but you can imagine what all was there. One of the most disturbing parts of this website was its explanation on its sourcing. If I recall, it explained that all of the packaging would be discreet, and they would include their own seasoning packets that could go best with whatever you chose. What's even worse, they explained that all of their meat was fresh and sourced on demand. They touted the fact that they had the ability to get everything when it was ordered. Obviously, we were freaked out by seeing this, 
this kind of meat. We got off the site and pretty much immediately removed Tor. We all kept up our pursuits into the IT world, sure, but I don't think any of us have ever been back to the dark web. I was 17 at the time of this event occurring. I was a nerdy and socially awkward teenager, so you can imagine the sort of crap that I did on the internet. I was at that perfect age to know my way around the internet, however I had a knack for hacking into things that were meant to be private. Social media and such, you know, the usual thing kids my age did. This was on a Saturday night when I had decided to try and up my hacking game, or so to speak. I just wanted to... no, I needed a challenge, which is when I stumbled onto the deep web. The deep web, it sounded pretty cool at the time. Honestly, it was the challenge that I had been looking for. I searched that stupid place for hours, my eyes absorbing everything that floated around the world wide web until... I found the one thing that would prove if I was actually good at being a hacker or not. Well, I proved myself wrong, nonetheless, when I hacked into a seemingly harmless bank account. Boy, was I wrong. I did my usual thing, my fingers rapidly tapping at the keyboard, all the weird encrypted symbols staring at me. I did everything the usual way, continued to type at the keyboard until, ping, I was in. I had finally hacked into the account after hours of failing. It was unbelievable, to say the least. The person, though, they didn't spend the money inside the account. Instead, it was immediately being sent somewhere else, and being the curious teenager I was, I decided to follow the electronic footprint until another box on my computer screen popped up. It was a completely different bank account one that was across the country from the one I had just been in. If it was obvious by now where this is heading, then you might want to listen carefully because this was not in any way a fun experience for me. I quickly worked into hacking the new account, determined to figure out what the heck was going on with this, and much to my surprise, led me to a page that I didn't even know existed. I really don't remember the website name, as this was such a long time ago, but this was one that you couldn't actually find if you searched on an engine like Google. This particular account was receiving money from across the country, and a few other places across the country. It took me hours to look through everything, and follow all the breadcrumbs, yet it wasn't until then that I had a great idea. Why not donate some of that money into the account of charities that could really use and would use the money. I took a break from my computer, long enough to grab some dinner and go to the bathroom. The realization hit me when I got back to my room. I didn't know what person would be missing the money. It was clearly hidden in the deep web for a reason, so someone didn't want it to be found, or they were doing something illegal. I ended up doing a thorough search into the account. It looked like they were being paid a crap load of money for something something they were doing for a lot of different people across the world. I don't remember exactly how I was able to find out the account holder's name. The real thing I remember was that I was such a freaking sleuth. 
I did find the name, and I did a search on that person. Lord, it took forever, but it turned out that the second account that I had hacked into was some sort of bounty hunter, and not in the traditional sense. It was more like, uh, I guess you could say the person was some sort of hitman. Again, it was a long time ago. Trust me when I say that I immediately closed everything, found my way back out of the deep web, and shut my computer off for the night. I don't remember whether I had hidden my activity well enough. I don't remember if I even took the appropriate precautions, but I do know that I was terrified that the person would somehow figure out who I was and where I lived. I was afraid the person would come to my house or even my school just to murder me. I missed an entire week of school because I refused to even leave the house. And that wasn't my first time on the deep web, but it was definitely the last. The best advice I can give someone is to be careful when you're going that unfortunate rabbit hole. Sure, it's exciting, but it can be very dangerous, and I'm not sure how all this really works nowadays. That experience scared me enough to stop any and all sorts of hacking. I couldn't stomach the fact that I may get killed over being too freaking curious. If you're absolutely certain that you want to go into the deep web, then please, please take all the precautions to protect yourself and your family. This happened a couple of years ago. I don't remember the exact month or year, but it couldn't have been more than just a few years ago because Bitcoin was at or near its peak. I used to spend a lot of time on the deep web, mostly on forums and things like that, but never on anything that was explicitly illegal. I know, that sounds incredibly convincing, right? Believe it or not, there are pages on the deep web that are good for entertainment. Some of them are in the gray area as far as ethics go, but again, not explicitly illegal. And some of them only become illegal if you take action on the page, I think. Look, I'm not a lawyer, so I don't really know. Anyway, I was browsing pages without intentions on actually doing anything on them. I was just perusing through random onion links to see what interesting stuff I could find. After checking out some random pages that sold things that were definitely not legal, I found a page that, well, again, was definitely not legal. From the start, on the page, I knew that the site was serious. The name of the page was something like L.H. Oswald Solutions, an obvious allusion to Lee Harvey Oswald, the man who assassinated JFK. Honestly, seeing that kind of made me chuckle. Something about using Oswald's name for the page was genuinely humorous. After reading their information, it was pretty clear why they had used that name. The entire page was meant for users to pay Bitcoin and hire a hitman. The page explained that they had top-tier men working for them, and price categories as well. The product started at intimidation and included things like arson, murder designed to look like a failed robbery, and had other tiers that were meant to make it look like an accident. The last one was the most expensive, obviously, and they gave scenarios on how they could make it happen, including hiking incidents, accidental drownings, and car troubles. 
Now, I had no intent on doing anything on this page other than reading what they had to say, mostly for personal entertainment. But then I got to the bottom of the main page. They had a full-on legal disclosure, which I thought was hilarious. It explained what actions you could take if they failed, and it laid out their personal guarantee that they could find anyone and everyone without fail. Immediately after this was a small note on the bottom. We can find anyone, and we can prove it. Click here for proof. Now, I know what you're thinking. No sane person would ever click that link, and no one could be so stupid as to click it intentionally. I didn't want to, but I had to. I had to know how they were going to guarantee that they could find anyone. So, I clicked the button, and the page switched over to a plain black site with a smiley face and an hourglass icon that indicated it was loading. After a few seconds, the hourglass turned into a check mark. At first, I thought that was it. It was just going to sit there with a check mark, and that was that. Then, much to my surprise, my cell phone started ringing. Obviously, I was freaking out inside, but I answered my phone anyway. I said hello. The voice on the other end was digitized, thankfully. It basically said, Here's your proof. Thank you for considering our services. A few times, and then hung up. I was actually grateful that it was a robocall and not a real person, but I was also terrified that it was able to find my number and call me. That was enough to tell me that they probably weren't screwing around, and that I needed to never go to their website or question whether or not those Hitman sites are legit, ever again. There you go, friends. That was a collection of some genuinely horrifying deep web horror stories. As an IT person, as a person that did cybersecurity for a long time, let me tell you, the deep web is not somewhere you want to go if you don't know what you're doing. Probably not somewhere you want to go if you do know what you're doing. Don't screw around with that stuff. Um, I've had quite a few people ask me to get some deep web horror stories together, And let me tell you, I have wanted to for the entire 11, almost 12 months I've been doing this, and it is not easy. These stories are very hard to find. So, yeah. If another one happens, I will be grateful. If not, I'm sorry, but at least you guys got this one. I'll try to find more. I just can't make any promises because, like I said, these things are damn near impossible to find and get a hold of the people that wrote them. So, yeah. Enjoy. All right. If you guys did enjoy this and would like more content like this, please do consider joining the Nevermore by subscribing to the channel and ringing that bell icon. Also, please hit the like button on this video if you liked it. That really does help the channel a lot, like way more than you know. Um, You can also follow me on all my social media platforms or support the channel through Patreon Coffee. All of it optional. All of it, yeah, really, really appreciated. You don't even know. (laughs) Anyway, all right. Hope you guys have a great day. I hope to see you in the next video. Uh, Much love and sleep well.